Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lions Den Sports Podcast. I'm Chase Gisbert here, and we have a new addition to the podcast. Uh, Gerard's went on and graduated, and we've got David Zisky. Um, I'm a freshman. I'm new here, but I hope to uh, fill that spot really well. So, uh, yes, sir. You'll do a good job. So, um, we're gonna hop in the March Madness. You know, it just the championship just ended Monday. Kansas won it all. Uh, first, we're gonna hop into the each quadrant of the bracket and kind of give you our thoughts on that. So we're gonna talk about the East region first. I mean, everyone's favorite region because of a specific team. We have the Saint Peter's Peacocks. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So number Cinderella story. Seed, um, went over number two Kentucky, number three Purdue, and number seven Murray. So pretty solid. Then we have uh, North Carolina uh, beating number one Baylor, which was one of the big upsets because most people had Baylor, you know, going to the Final Four. I did, yeah. Um, I and did. And then have uh, NC State also defeated um, UCLA. And sadly, the Peacocks um, in the, what was that, the eight? Elite, Elite eight. eight. Yeah, yeah they finally so, ran out of uh, magic. But uh, UNC made a run as an eight seed. Um, I wouldn't call it Cinderella because they're a blue bud. But definitely it wasn't expected. I mean, I didn't. I thought Baylor would beat them. I'm sure most people did. Um, if anything, UCLA, because UCLA was kind of on, on some people's high, high mm-hmm. horses. Yeah, so. they made the Final Four last year. All right, let's jump to the the Midwest. Midwest, yeah, sure. That's where Kansas is, came out of. So, looking the first, this was the first big upset of the tournament, I believe, Richmond beating oh, yeah. Iowa. There's, yeah, it seems right. like there's always a 12 over 5, like, every year. seems like Iowa's always having a tough time. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not picking them again. I picked them like I think I may have picked them to upset Kansas if I'm not mistaken. I picked them like to the Elite Eight. I want to say, which I think they like had one of the top offenses in the country. But oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, anything could happen in the tournament. Um, the only other real upset you have a ten over seven Miami. Well, that was kind of the shocker though. They went on a run to the Elite Eight, but Iowa State over LSU. I knew that with Coach Wade um being fired right before the tournament. (laughs) I I think that didn't really surprise that many people, but Miami was probably the big story here besides Kansas getting through. I mean, they beat Auburn, who you were on their case because they could, didn't finish the year very well, and you're like, I don't think they're going to do good in the tournament. And terrible, you, you nailed that. Ranked teams, you nailed that. Uh, they got beat by 18 points by Miami in the round of 32. <laughs> and then Iowa State upset Wisconsin, who I believe won the Big Ten regular season. So I you had eleven and ten. That's why I, I love the tournament. It's just like so unpredictable. But you had Iowa State and Miami in the Sweet Sixteen. Then Miami won that. And then they I was watching the Kansas Miami game. I don't know if people know this, but Miami had a halftime lead. Really? I think that they were either. I think they were up by six. I want to say either six or eight. I think it was Man, six though. And Kansas Kansas just blitzed them in the second half, and wound up blowing them out by twenty six points. So. Um, yeah, Kansas came out of that one. You could throw to – let's look at the West maybe. Yeah, we have uh, – this is Gonzaga. Everyone's, you know, basically bracket favorite. Yeah, I picked them to win. It just um, – kinda... Defeated by Arkansas, which was kind of surprising because mm-hmm. not a lot of people had Arkansas making it that far. You know what I mean? They, they knew they had a very talented squad, but they didn't think that they had enough to mm-hmm. – I mean, it's Gonzaga. You know what I mean? Right. So um, – Gonzaga, and then we had UConn, number five, defeated by uh, number 12, New Mexico State. State. No one was really predicting mm-hmm. that. I mean, Dude, By the way, their coach left them after the tournament. He's going to Mississippi State. 
Which one? Uh, uh, New Mexico State's coach. I mean, if he if they can beat number five UConn, which UConn is a, a basketball school. I mean, women's especially, but you know, mm-hmm. basketball school. It's pretty pretty hard to do. Then you got a uh, number six Alabama uh, getting beaten by number eleven Notre Dame. Mm, I mean, Alabama are, was overseeded. Yeah, these, coming in. these two teams weren't necessarily the best. No one thought these these two teams would go far, but at the mm. same time, I mean, most people kind of threw Nor- Notre Dame out because if I'm not mm. wrong, they were like in one of the first. Four yeah, games. in the playing so games, no one thought Notre Dame had a pretty good show, and they gave Texas Tech some trouble. Um. Just looking here, yeah. Duke and Texas Tech was a. I remember watching that. Yeah, one. Duke clean sweep against uh, seven Michigan State. We got three Texas Tech and we got four Arkansas. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then we'll move on to the to the. Yeah, South. and then uh, finally the South. Before let's that we're gonna dive into St. Peter's a little bit about the Cinderella magic, but uh, let's finish the South region. So really, Arizona. Was the one seed. I, I think I picked them, I want to say, like, to the final. Well, no, I think I – no, actually, that was the one side of the – one quadrant of the bracket I got right. I did pick Villanova. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Arizona underachieves in the tournament, even if they're a really high seed. I, I don't think the Pac-12 is – other than, you know, UCLA. I mean, like, there's there's not a lot of, like, star side. I mean, Oregon sometimes occasionally kind of pops up out of nowhere. But, like, other than that, the Pac-12 isn't very – competitive you know what I mean? like you don't have a yeah, lot it seems of, like it's top heavy they might have a few teams but other than that it's not that much competition um yeah so arizona they had a scare in the round of 32 i actually picked seton hall to beat tcu but they got blown out by them but tcu uh almost upset arizona i watched the end of that game uh i believe it was tied up and tcu had the ball and a lot of people thought they got fouled and Arizona stole the ball from them, and they had a fast break and tried to dunk it at the buzzer, and it was just the horn went off right before he dunked it through. The, what was the score of that game? 85-80 in overtime. Jeez. So Arizona squeaked away with the win, but then they ran. A lot of people like this Houston team returning everyone from the Final Four. Uh, they beat Arizona, and then ultimately Villanova beat them in the Elite Eight. And uh, what sucks for Villanova, they lost one of their best players, arguably their best defender, uh, Justin Moore, and then – he was one of their top scorers, too, just probably their second or third best player overall, but definitely a big loss, which hurt them in the Final Four. Uh, Michigan, I yeah, think a I lot of – to talk about them. A man. lot of people picked – that was the most picked upset. I think Michigan was actually favored on the money line. Um, and well, then Tennessee, that's when I was surprised. Cause yeah, I actually – that was – my bracket wasn't the best overall, but that was one upset. I picked Michigan to the uh, Sweet 16. This South region I almost nailed perfectly. But every other region, the other three were pretty, pretty far off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like the Michigan, they're eleventh. They beat number three, well, three seeded Tennessee, and mm-hmm. number six. I mean, Colorado State wasn't a huge threat, but at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, we assume that the higher seeds are right, generally right. better. You know, what right? I mean? But I mean, decent run by eleven mm-hmm. seed. You know what I mean? You can't. Obviously, everyone wants to go to the chip, but All right. Actually, since we just broke down the bracket, why don't we just talk about the Final Four a little bit, and then we can bring it back to uh, St. Peter's. Yeah, we can, we can talk about uh, Doug and Dirt, you know, after. after uh, yeah, everybody wants that. to hear about that. So, yeah. uh, Final Four is really awesome, but a lot of Blue Bloods. I think I read it was the first Final Four, which every uh, all four teams or all four participants had uh, at least or multiple championships because Villanova had three, Kansas had three, until now they have four. I think UNC had six and Duke had five. 
But um, all from Coach K, by the way. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of foreshadowing into our next. But, yeah, just the North Carolina-Duke game, that was – we were texting, I think, yeah, during we, it. We were that was insane. That what a game. Just – I mean, that's the – Hands down, pretty much the biggest rivalry. No one would really argue in college basketball. In college, and you can argue that of all college sports. Like yeah, you could. You, you could. For could. sure. It's, it's up there. I mean. Uh, yeah, it's. I always watch their games. Uh, and, you know, Duke blew them out by 20 in uh, Chapel Hill, I believe, like halfway through the season. They played twice, and then North Carolina ruined Coach K's um, last farewell. Yeah, it's uh, at home in his last home game with Duke. And then, man, I thought Duke was going to pull it through for Coach K, but UNC just playing big brother really spoiled it. Yeah, I mean, like, we're looking at some of the stats right now, and, uh, I mean, like, a 50-50 record between UNC and Duke with uh, Coach K as head coach. Oh, yeah, that's a crazy stat if you think about it. Yeah, especially he has – I'm pretty sure he has a positive record, excluding the the playoffs, you know what I mean, for regular Mm. season. Mm. He's – beating every team like oh, yeah i would think so yeah um, and then his first and weird stat his first ever loss as coach and his last uh-huh. ever loss as coach i saw that i saw that which that's man they that's really i know they knocked them out of a, a championship run it would have been fairy tale for them to go out with coach k's sixth ring in his last season i mean they i can't believe they beat him at cameron indoor and then they beat him again in the final four that's rough but uh, I felt so bad. I'm not I know. Bad. And then Kansas Villanova. I think, I think Kansas was probably the better team. But I, it would have been interesting. They wound up winning by fifteen. It would have been interesting to see if Justin Moore played. If the, maybe could have. I think it would have been a more competitive game at the very least. Yeah, and, and and but the only thing to kind of say like that is like Villanova. If you rely on one player, that just this is this kind of shows. You know what I mean kind of what's going to happen to your team. Yeah, Kansas definitely has more depth for yeah, sure. Exactly. And then um Kansas UNC, Change. I mean biggest uh second biggest halftime deficit comeback in national championship history. 16, right? And then CA tournament, yep. So uh was it? Yeah, it was 16. It was, let me actually let me yeah, double it was, check it on it. Well, what it's called I have here. It's a uh, down by 16 with 2 minutes left of the first half. So I uh-huh. mean, they still had a, a a really good amount of time, but you know that's, uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. That. 16, and then it was it was 15 at the half. But I mean, still 15 points uh, comeback. That's, that's uh, assuming what is that? UNC. Mean? I mean, really, they ran out of um, out of gas. I think in that second half, the Definitely. Duke game. I thought the Duke game would take a lot out of whoever won, and um, Kansas won more comfortably. And one thing I don't know. I think this kind of matters to be honest. No one really looks at this. Kansas did play first. And they comfortably beat Villanova pretty much uh, on Saturday night. And then UNC Duke was the night capper. And then just all the emotions of how big the rivalry is, the Coach K uh, aspect to it, I feel like that definitely took a lot out of North Carolina. And then, But in the first half, I mean, they were up by 15. I don't know if they got overconfident, but I think they just ran out of gas. They didn't have the deepest bench. But Kansas, uh, give credit to them, I mean, they came out – with a vengeance in that second half. Well, I would say vengeance, but, like, they knew what they were capable of. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that they beat, you know, Villanova in that way, they knew exactly, you know, what they were supposed to do in that second half. And another little quick thing to kind of, like, sum up the very, like, last, this is the 12 seconds of the game, uh, you know, they came back, they got a three-point lead, and then uh, with three missed three-pointers in the From 12 UNC. seconds. From yeah. UNC. Yeah, I so forgot they, they got a chances. lot of chances yeah, at more it. more chances than you think. They really did. Seconds, so. I thought, oh, and, um, 
this too, it's not going to be talked about because Kansas won, but they were up by three, had the ball with like under, I think maybe like five seconds, as well under 10 seconds, and the guy stepped out of bounds and gave mm-hmm. UNC the chance to tie it up. I mean, that would have been a huge, like, I mean, it was a blunder, but luckily for Kansas, it didn't come back to bite them. Yeah, but when that, when that I was happened, like, are I you thought, kidding me? I, was, I thought it was going to overtime. I was like, UNC is going to make no, them pay was, for that. I thought it was scripted, you know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. like, come on, really? <laughs> really? You play basketball all your life uh-huh. and you're He out steps of out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds twice, too. Um... Yeah, so that was – yeah, we just went through the whole bracket. Really good March Madness. Like you said, four Blue Bloods. And then Cinderella, though, stole a lot of people's hearts. Let's get into that. St. Peter's as a 15 seed coming out of the East region. Upset Kentucky, Blue Blood, two seed. Um, I mean, probably one of the few – I know a 15 seed has beaten a two before, but it doesn't happen that often. And then they beat Murray State, seven seed, who's – their coach is at LSU now, and then um, beat Purdue exactly. three seed. And this, I thought their luck was going to run out then because the 15s never made it past the Sweet 16, and they beat Purdue in that game. I I didn't get to watch. I had something going on, but um, I mean that was definitely impressive. And then I watched the game. It was just simply making shots for mm-hmm. them. It was just like make the shots in the paint. That's all you need. Just almost like textbook basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so just. I was trying to got to see that one. I believe I think I was calling um, Southeastern's baseball game, one of them. But uh, I yeah, think I was then, texting you about that. I think, I I was think during the game, during yeah, the during game. commercial breaks, I was like <laughs> trying to check phone. my phone. Yeah, and then UNC though stole the sh- well St. Peter's, but uh, UNC eventually uh, ended their run. The Elite Eight, but still a magnificent run. Uh, you just had tired. it all. They got tired. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they did. This. And. I mean, let's be honest, North Carolina's better than them, but, yeah, I mean, they exactly. very much punched above their weight for sure. Um, f- first 15 seed to ever make it to the Elite Eight. And then uh, their poster child, uh, Doug, Doug, is it Eddard or Uterick? Uh I think it's Eddard. Eddard, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just with the, the mustache <laughs> yeah. and the clutch threes versus Kentucky, I feel like made everyone, like, fall in love with them. And then the mustache. We need uh, to get you just, to shave everything down. Yeah, there. I know. Maybe <laughs> I need to shave my uh, – my beard here and just keep the mustache for Doug. But so I have some quick stats. Yeah, on. I mean it was just hard and just about the school too. I, I looked at I think they had twenty three hundred students, twenty five hundred at the most, which is not much bigger than my high school. Yeah, exactly. I was about to and say. And then southeastern for comparison, I believe we have about fifteen thousand. So we just have, to so show we you, have like nine thousand in person and then fifteen thousand okay. like online. Plus. Okay, but, but still, yeah, just the disparity there and um. You know, there was this, yeah, the funds, they had, like, leaky, it was, like, just stuff out of a movie. Like, they had, like, leaky roofs, uh, they couldn't afford to fly their cheer team to March Madness to watch them play in any of their games. Um, I'm pretty sure they had 1.8 mil budget for the entire basketball team. Coach, um, Coaches involved, services, uh all that. For, I believe, I don't know if it was Kentucky or North Carolina, but... Doesn't make much of I mean, those are Kentucky both blue bloods, the but their coach, um, the head coach for St. Peter's made, like, less than, like, multiple assistants for Kentucky. Yeah. It's, it was pretty insane. Um, he scored 20 points think. versus Kentucky, and then he scored 13 Edder, yeah. versus Murray, and then uh-huh. 10 versus Bird, too. But, like, I yeah, mean, he that's got a, solid, solid. 20 versus Kentucky. Oh, definitely, Kentucky. definitely. I mean, that's where he, everyone started to love him. I want to give a shout-out to – 
Actually, here, you could talk a little bit more about saying There's another player, too. I think he won their conference player of the year or defensive player of the year. What is it Give called? him some props. So we got uh, some notable players real quick. I mean, we talked about Doug, obviously. Mm. We have Caleb Love uh, from UNC. Yeah. 13 points against Kansas. Um, 28 points versus Duke. Like, rivalry yeah. matchup. I believe. Did points. he have – what was his other games? You got it. Yeah, versus us. UCLA at 30. 30 yeah. Like, these some hard then, teams to score that many points against. Oh, uh, definitely. And then uh, <laughs> he went uh, uh, St. Yeah. Peter's. You're yeah, I'm say. talking about uh, his name. Oh uh, yeah, the Can- I mean, I don't blame player. you. Kansas, yeah, Kansas. He won Big Twelve Player of the Year. Uh, I think it's Okai Egbaji, but um, he had 21 versus Nova. I believe he was six for six from three against Villanova. So 18 of his 21 was from Jeez. three. Um, yeah, he played solid all around. Uh. In the national champion, he had twelve, definitely solid performance. But uh, he had some help. Their big man, uh, what was his name for Kansas? McCormick. Yeah, he was very solid against Villanova. He was just a problem down low. They didn't have anyone to match up with him. Uh, McCormick, and then the Braun was good. The uh, what he played the three guard, I believe, or two guard. I don't know. He was a guard slash forward, but he was good. They just had – Kansas just had a really good team overall, and uh, that's pretty much why they won. But, um, that's why it's important to have that depth because, like uh, – Yeah, they you, have guys off the bench. have a bat. lot of players that are good, and they, you can't tell me they don't practice endurance. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. they were just – what is it? That one dude, real quick, that, that one dude almost puked. Or did he puke on the court? You saw – you know what for I'm North Carolina. Yeah, for North Carolina. Yeah, I saw that. My he's friend a, was a like – He's a player. He came in, scored like 11 yeah. points. Yeah, uh, he's actually a little brother of Cam Johnson. I think he's on the – I know he's in the NBA. I think he's on the Suns last I checked. But he actually had 11 points yeah. off the bench. And then, yeah, my friend was like, he's puking. I was like, no, no way, huh? I don't know if it was puke or – I think it was just like so like tired that – Probably. Like, he's probably not used to up, playing you know? that often is what it was. And um, hard. Right, and uh, one thing to note, too, uh, obviously the game was at the Superdome in NOLA. Um, I wish I would have got to go, actually. My dad went. I, I just I could have went, but had some homework and stuff. But I still watched the game. I don't know, but um, definitely have to go to a Final Four sometime in the future. But um, the Superdome, a lot of people, like, cramp in the Superdome for some reason. Like, it's just over the years, like, watching different games, like, uh, whether it be football, basketball, it seems like. I don't know if it's the temperature. I know in the high school championship, two uh, players for Ponchatoula were cramping a little bit. Yeah, I've, I'm from Ponchatoula. So right. Yeah, they're, they're I know Jacoby was, but, I mean, he plays b- both ways. So, um, that I mean, that could explain that. But, yeah, just one thing to note. Uh, St. Peter's, I wanted to give uh, Indefo. I think he won defensive player of the year for his conference. Casey Indefo, he's a senior. Um, definitely. He was probably maybe their most talented player overall, but obviously Doug's really good too. Um, but then let's talk about St. Peter. So their coach, he's Seton a Hall. Seton Hall. Um, he played for them and brought them, I believe, to the Sweet 16 in maybe like 2000, 2001, something like that. So it's understandable. And it's still – it's in New Jersey. I believe it's like less than a half hour away from uh, St. Peter's campus. And it's just like a step up for him. But – um Doug and two other starters yeah. from their team transfer enter the transfer portal. I would imagine maybe go to Seton Hall, follow uh, their coach. Not sure, but hot take: LSU is desperate. 
right now. What is it? They have one, that scholarship, is player, <laughs> yes. one scholarship player, and they need people, like just uh, players. You know that would I mean? be that would be something and if we got maybe one of those guys. I mean, if LSU, I just don't know if they would. Well, I mean, LSU's a power five. It definitely should be an attractive place to play basketball. They got a lot of money, but obviously, in the window there. I mean, who knows, man? Crazier things have happened. So, but uh, the uh, the dynasty. The long dynasty of St. Peter's is ah yeah now. long dynasty short lived but man it was so worth it. So I was I remember uh, I was in the gym with my friend and I I'd never even heard have you heard of them before the time never in my life. I, I, I there's I, a middle school named St. Peter's like on the North Shore where I'm from but I was like St. Peter's and I saw they're playing Kentucky. I told my friend I was like imagine Kentucky lost to somebody named St. Peter's that'd be so funny. <laughs> the I literally she said that the, the day of, but of course I didn't think it would happen because everyone picked Kentucky decently for. I forget how far I picked them, but I picked them at least to the probably like the elite eight. I think. I didn't think New Jersey existed, so like. <laughs> and then so watching that game, uh, when it got close, to then of course I started. I was pulling for St. Peter's, and then they pulled it off, and then obviously they just continue they beat murray state then purdue everyone loved them yeah uh, yeah like i mean it was hard not to just because of like we talked about with the funds they had like leaky roof i believe they they practiced like um or the coach's office was like you know like a pool or something like it was something crazy was, i don't know y'all have I to look up the details it. on that but there was so much like interesting like stuff i know their uh twitter feed and like their instagram and all like just exploded like Easily double, probably tripled, and maybe more. The, the videos of, of the watch parties, like you know, the watch parties of the uh-huh. thing, they're going nuts. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, games. highlight of their lives for sure. I, I followed, I think I followed Doug at like 2,000, 3,000 followers, like right after the Kentucky game. And we could check her, I'm pretty sure yeah, he's at 100k, check. which is insane. <laughs> like, he gained that many followers just from the uh. March of Madness run they went on. And then after we check uh, Doug, you want to move into uh, some Southeastern sports? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Definitely. Um, where are we at for time? Can we tell? No idea. Yeah. Here, while you're looking up that, I can I can just kind of sum up baseball real quick. Okay, yeah, definitely. So um, they won their first conference series. Um, not first conference series played, but first win versus a conference opponent um, against UIW. Actually, oh, yeah, UIW, okay. Yeah. And then uh, – they had a, a Troy a Troy game last night, down by three. In the yeah, we were both at it. That was that was crazy. I thought I was um, because I don't I think I've had to probably have interviewed Coach Riser when we've lost before, but obviously no one wants you don't want to interview the coach yeah. after a loss. But uh, I had to change all my questions because I mean going into the bottom night they're down four one. We hadn't done much of anything on offense, and then we scored four you runs and walked them off. You saw how big that dude is? I mean, I'm... For a Troy? Yeah, I'm a chunky dude. Like, <laughs> they, I swear, they went to the football team, they asked for a D lineman, and they said, can you guys stand on the ball There's real some... quick? Yeah, because that dude is huge. That's um, funny. I uh, didn't... No, he definitely was. I didn't even really think about that. But, uh, yeah, he was built like a linebacker, that dude. <laughs> and then, uh, what is it called? So, we won against Ole Miss. This was a while ago, but... Yeah, I mean, number one. Yeah, definitely worth noting. I mean, number one team in the country. Uh I mean, that's a huge deal. Was it Adam uh, Guth? Guth? Something like, you know. It's Guth. Guth, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he led the Lions on the mound and just did amazing. You know, uh, yeah, pretty he sure did. He yeah, freshman, too. Freshman, second game. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it was the second he game. He only gave up pitched. one run, too, right? 
Was it yeah. five to one we beat them? Yeah, five to one. And five to one. one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what is it called? I want to sum up on a player. He's one of my favorite players on mm-hmm. the Lions uh, for baseball. Preston Faulkner. I feel like mm-hmm. he's he has a third uh, batting best batting average for the team. But you know, looking at everything other, all the other stats, he he leads the team. I mean, mm, slugging percentage and all that. We have uh, .964 OPS. We got seven homers, um, twenty five RBIs, uh, a .577 slug. 29 hits and 60 total bases, which, you know, a lot of people don't look at bases, you know, on bases, but mm-hmm. it's 22 more than the runner-up. You know what I mean? So like, Wow. And as the um, – he's the cleanup hitter, I believe. You're yeah, three or four. Three or four. But um, I was just looking at softball here. Definitely got to show them some love, Coach uh, – Freeman, I mean, let, they like lead the nation in steals like every year since every he's year. been there. Either in total steals or steals per game. One of the two, they've been number one every single year um, since he's taken over. And now he's in his seventh year, and I believe they're right up there again. They might be second in both stats. I'm not sure. I have to check. But 25-10 uh, and 10 overall, they just swept um, – UIW, I call that doubleheader, definitely impressive. And then they beat Jackson, Jackson State. State. It was his former team, actually, who he came from, 5-1, to 9-0. to nothing. Uh, They play McNeese uh, on the road this weekend. I think they were picked um, first in the Southland for softball. I think we were, like, third, I want to say. So that should definitely be a statement-type series. Hopefully they could come away with two out of three. Seven-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. Definitely something to note. And they've been on a roll, definitely. So, shout-out to the softball team. Uh, hope they keep it up. Uh, this rate, they should definitely probably make the tournament. A weird stat. Not weird, but uh, an interesting stat as well is they have not lost a tournament played so far. So, they've either mm-hmm. tied or won every single tournament or classic. You know, Yeah, that's it. call it. Mm-hmm. All this season. So, I mean, that's really good. And then, you know, we have some uh, – some kind of star-studded players. You know, we got a outfielder, outfielder Cam Goodman, utility mm. player. Man, player. she just to interrupt you real. I mean, I'm sure people who are close to the program know how fast she is. But I, when I called the game, I was like, I knew she was fast. I mean, she has her and a uh, mass each yeah. have like 20 plus steals, which already? is cra- yeah already, which is crazy enough in itself. They both had at least one steal, but Goodman I think had two in one of the games I called. But uh, she is just like, I mean, it's her day. Like she literally, you blink and she's already the first base. She's like that fast. It's pretty insane to watch. I mean, she any bunt like, I think she bunted it. Uh, she got one on once for a bunt. I don't know if she like hit a ground ball, like kind of a slow roller type. But I mean, literally anything on the ground in the infield, she's like pretty much safe at first. <laughs> That's yeah, how fast she is. It's you know, pretty they, insane. They bought on the first, on the first. Yes, yeah, they bought the a game, lot with her. Bought. That's that's their play. That's their play. Uh-huh. The entire game. And just you got to throw her out, and most people have not been able to. But uh, yeah, you could finish off aerial mass, and then uh, Rainer's actually she's a transfer from Southern Miss. She's been big. She bats in the second uh, hole. And uh, she had a two-run homer in the game I called, uh, arguably probably arguably our best hitter. Uh, Lexi Johnson has been good yeah. in the three-hole. And then let's give a shout-out to Maddie Watson. She had seven RBIs in that game two win over uh, UIW. Really, seven? And it tied a single-game Southeastern record 
homers or just like pure no RBIs, oh, uh, seven RBIs, so runs batted in. She had three singles and a double. The double uh, was base clearing, brought in everyone. Bases were juiced, and is... then she had a, at least one RBI on all of her singles. She walked it off to the run rule, uh, UIW by eight. Eight after six is the rule in softball, and uh, yeah, she just had a great performance. Heather Zumo has been the ace on the mound. Also, uh, KK Ladner transfer another transfer from Southern Miss. She's been good. So uh, definitely looking hot. Definitely, they're looking hot. I mean, for sure, this tournament. This uh, I mean, it's it's a ways away, but Southland, mm. they can take it. Mm-hmm. You know Coach I mean? uh, Freeman's definitely got us rolling and. You see the program growing year by year. They just got that uh that deck in right field's really nice that they just added this year. So I'm pretty sure his wife and then a former player are coaches right now, huh? Assistant coaches. One is a wife and not, the other one. I'm not exactly is, sure to um, be honest with you. I know that his wife's always at the game with uh his daughters. Uh, and then we have Bait. You want to talk about a a quick basketball real quick? You know. Uh, <laughs> we just have a joke. Uh. Joe Kasperzik, if you're watching this, man. You're the best player in the world, dude. Oh, for sure. I don't know what it is, but you're the just awesome to watch. Basketball, man, they had a good year. You were at the game with Nichols, 25-point comeback? No, 20, I'm pretty 26? 26 Something like comeback. that. It was, it was crazy. Um, Nichols, like, they had one dude who scored, like, almost 30 in the first half. Yeah, and they I remember thought that. that he was going to do the same thing in the second, but Southeastern just shut him down and mm-hmm. came back, and it was it was amazing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I mean, I had to interview um, Coach, Coach David, yeah, Coach Kiefer, um, after the game, and right after the thing, he usually, you know, comes up to me after the game, but uh, he comes up to me, and I could tell that he really wanted to celebrate with right, his team, right. so I was like, no, you definitely did good. We'll do this. We'll do this later. And I uh, woke up later in his office, and he is like sprawled out on his couch, <laughs> king of the throne. Yeah, huh? he's like he's tired. He's mentally tired from uh, yeah, the but. stress of that game. Then uh, to kind of sum up, uh, one more thing is we do have a rugby team. Mm. <laughs> Some people do not know this. Um, rugby team's actually really good. Last uh, last year, um, you know, we played. In Mobile, Alabama, we've played LSU, Florida. We play uh, Tulane, ULL, um, LA Tech. Just really, really hard. You know, hard players, rough players, uh, doing amazing. I mean, this season, this uh, spring season, we've played against Tulane at Tulane in the middle of their school too, mm. um, and beat them twenty-six to nineteen. And last year, we beat them in the same place, like fifty-seven to seven. And this is like a wow. run, for people who don't know rugby. This is like football scoring. So mm-hmm. imagine winning fifty-seven, yeah. you know, to seven. Definitely that. impressive. Um, so really good. And then uh, last weekend we played LA Tech for the Magnolia Cup. Mm-hmm. Beat them thirty-one to twelve. Uh, it was it's pretty they, statement yeah, win. I mean, LA Tech they scored on the first possession. Like we kicked off, they uh-huh. got the ball. Maybe a minute later they scored. So we were like, at first the team, you know, on the sidelines and on the game, they they were really rough on themselves. But uh, you know, Coach Mark mm-hmm. and Coach Don. And you, so are you, you used to play on the I team for play. our viewers. That's how he knows so much about I it. I used to play, and, and uh, now I I do sports reporting now. But uh, we we'll had see. to retire his career we'll for <laughs> momentarily. Yeah, exactly. We'll see if I come back. Um, and then, uh, but they beat them in the Magnolia Cup, amazing. And then this weekend. 
the University of Houston is traveling all the way to Hammond, Louisiana. Wow. So is this play. our first home game of the year? No, this is in our rugby? second. We played the Magnolia Cup. Oh, uh, okay. okay yeah. um, April 9th, this Saturday at 1 p.m. in the soccer complex uh, mm. on a 125. Definitely go show drive. them some love if you're not, uh, don't yeah. have anything going on. We had some good crowds pop up last uh, mm. yesterday. Like some people that like weren't even families were just kind of popping up. Um, so it's, it's definitely good. It's it's something to watch. It's some some people. I mean, it's it's very interesting seeing almost football without pads. So uh, right. One more thing uh, before we wrap up, I like to give a shout out to Dukes of Hammond. I did a feature story on them. Just two really cool guys and uh, Harris Beal, Stephen Poche. They had a block party. I got to the game a little later. Uh, did you see it going? Was, yeah, oh, it looked like a lot game. of fun. They had a block party for Troy. Not sure. What, uh, if they're gonna have anything for baseball again, but I know when I interviewed them earlier, about probably a month or so ago, uh, they said they were interested in doing one for softball, maybe beach volleyball. They're like they're a tailgating group. If y'all haven't seen it, go check out my article. <laughs> a little uh, self shout, <laughs> shout out, but out. yeah, just go under my name and you sports, should find it. Sports uh, Dukes of Hammond. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in training, but um. Yeah, give it, I just wanted to give a little shout-out to them. But uh, I think that about does it. I thought this was a good episode overall. Solid. I mean, Definitely. Like, we were shooting for 15 minutes, but we went well over that just because we had a lot to say. You know what I mean? Like, right. we didn't want to rush it. It was awesome. And I uh, hope you all stuck around for the ending. Um, and, by the way, this should be a regular occurrence at hopefully once a week, depending on our Probably schedules. But Wednesday, we should be Thursday. pumping out more videos uh, as we go. So, I'm Chase. David. And thanks for joining the Lions Den Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week.